0: Guys, we are back, John, Jeremy, and Jason. The Chapman Are you talking members. to us or to the
1: audience? I
0: am. Uh, I'm talking to everyone in the universe at, at, at large.
1: I, I We're read back a, with another uh, podcast. We signed a contract recently that said, you sign are allowed, nothing. I signed it for on your behalf, you are allowed to use this content <laughs> for all known and unknown broadcasting capabilities universally. Yeah. So, like, there's... That covers everything. Yeah. So that's who you're discussing or talking to right now. All future. All people known and unknown species here. that might be listening in the future. I feel like I'm greetings. refereeing uh, a match here right now of uh, the wits. Like this, this is a mental is arm true.
0: wrestling session. Anyway. Mm. So mm. I I normally state this to wrestling. Jeremy every time. So I'm going to do it again. How are you, Jeremy.
1: Thanks for asking, Jason. It seems to be um, a tradition now. <laughs> and thank you to all the people, known and unknown, who are
0: listening right now, uh, mm-hmm. listeners. I'm putting my chin under, or my hand under my chin, in a very inquisitive <laughs> way. Jeremy, how are you doing? Oh, thanks for checking, man. Um, it's been a good
1: week. It's been busy. I've been doing a lot of stuff. Oh, but how are you doing? I know how the oh, business man. is doing, but how are you're really, you? You're really peeling this onion, aren't you? <laughs> you're gonna make me cry. You're gonna make me cry. <laughs> Don't Take me this. back
0: to your childhood.
1: <laughs> it was so abusive. Who was the biggest bully? <laughs> to, your little you oldest and- brother or your older brother? I was going to say, <laughs> <laughs> you guys took turns tying me down. Oh, um, I think my mustache has reached a new heights of popularity this week. <laughs> yeah. So I'm very proud of, of that. New heights of
0: unpopularity. Yeah, heights of something. <laughs> yeah. it's time. I've had so it's many unreal. of our vendors contact me and say, has he got rid of that thing
1: yet? And I'm like, no. Well, at least no. there is a conversation to start. her.
0: <laughs> it is. <laughs> I'm so glad that you start <laughs> conversations with your face. Right, is this supposed to be like uh, an evergreen conversation here, or are we allowed to talk, talk about, about it, what this video honestly, they can no see? What's on my face uh, right now, guys? The um, the football season officially started uh, last yeah. night. Was the first game, and uh, my Chiefs are we even allowed to mention in the bad. NFL? I think if bad. even if we you description, mention, I think they have some. They NFL say dis- you can't describe. You can't describe. So there's that thing. Oh, that I was written written talking about football. About the I was
1: speaking <laughs> of the football. Isn't that what <laughs> they football. say in that in the in the thing? You know, even in written in descriptions, authorized <laughs> descriptions of the. Yeah. So don't
0: even talk about it. Well, oh, so, I want to talk about football. it. My my uh, Chiefs did not uh perform. I love a how
1: fans and, own the team. Yeah, it's my like, it's my team. It's like, it's like going to uh, going to a concert and saying that's my Allison Krause <laughs> up on stage. <laughs> I like her. My band did a great job tonight. I feel like it is. Isn't that weird? My band sounded awesome tonight. Oh, it's you're in kind of a band? Weird. No, I'm a fan of Al. So, <laughs> is this what the podcast is about? We're going to talk about people owning
0: sports teams. <laughs> it's odd. How about your team, Jerry? Uh, I am. played. you am have open one? To all teams, you know what we should talk about is our actual teams uh, this year. Jeremy got in on the uh, the, acoustic shop, the Acoustic Shop. Fantasy Shop football. has a fantasy football team, league. and league. Uh, or, yeah, league. And uh, I, I hate to say it, but you guys are going to get beat. My stats don't look great in the beginning, but I'm here to tell you it is going to be uh, a yeah. good a good year. So, yeah, as if you're some expert
1: oh I'm, I'm absolutely an expert i'm
0: just like grabbing stuff on here guys you know, i good. used
1: a spreadsheet to
0: pick out my you team did, this actually. Year, so <laughs> good yeah, luck this to is you. jeremy's and, first and year this and, is my second year i came in last last year so <laughs> if i come we're in the middle this year oh Jeremy will be, be the one to be the last one to this money
1: time. ball <laughs> yeah, it's happening right now no, no, it's, i
0: think it's, it's, it's our social media coordinator who didn't
1: even show up for the draft i think she might auto she's gonna
0: come in first
1: yeah Probably an automatic hey, another win. really more important thing. We we reached a new milestone on YouTube. to uh twenty thousand subscribers. subscribers and five million views. Now you're really guys. getting That's away from awesome. Evergreen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that this'll show you the progress we've made since there. If you look now, it's yeah. probably one billion. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Anyway. <laughs> All right. What are uh, we talking about today, guys? That,
0: that's the, that wraps up our newsreel portion <laughs> of the podcast. Jason, uh, how are you? Oh, thank you. what has been going on in your I, life. I, well, I've, it's been tough. What keeps uh, you up When I was mind? a little kid, uh, my middle older brother used to bully me. Um, does he, he, he still do that? Mm-hmm. Yes, he does. Oh, you All deserve the it. Time. Yes, and he has right. a... All right, shut up, idiot. Let's start this podcast. <laughs> All right. <laughs> On to the podcast. Thank you for that interlude. I, I'm doing this a lot with my chin. You know what that reminds me of? I my think it's because I'm tired. Of I, recently, I stayed up late last night. I reintroduced, uh, or I introduced my uh, kids to Napoleon Dynamite,
1: and where she chin has her- slowly
0: up <laughs> That's my favorite scene right yeah, there. Where this is an audio medium, so as <laughs> yeah. uh, if you guys Uncle remember Rico, the movie, Uncle Rico was getting his photo uh, taken. In case you guys that. don't I remember, was her name? I can't. I can't remember either. She had puffy sleeves, though. Oh, yeah, she had <laughs> anyway. puffy sleeves and a side ponytail, and she made boondoggles. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> anyway, my um, kids quote that now all I'm sure they the time. Do. That's the did purpose of that All whole movie. they do—that's all that movie's good for—is <laughs> quotable quotes. <laughs> um, my head's very hot. All right. Yes. Okay. Now we're doing
1: a Pulling Dynamite podcast. Okay. All right. Let's get
0: serious. Why is you know, Napoleon let's talk Dynamite about why we're here.
1: <laughs> I am not going to give you the subject matter because I get in trouble if I don't yeah, get yeah, exactly what's David, in you. Hush Jason's You out. should not do that. As, as previously discussed, the golden today?
0: era of guitar building. <laughs> Is Banjo. it Jeremy? Is Banjo. it? Banjo. Is this the golden era of banjos? No. All right. For reference, that was a previous podcast you can go back and listen to if you're new to the podcast. <laughs> Jeremy and me got in a bit of a tussle on air, and it got a little heated. I was, Would you say you were serious? That was some real...
1: Who was bullying who? You. You're, you got angry Go and you- What is this podcast about, Jason? Um, <laughs> is this a golden era of
0: podcasts? No. Um, as previously discussed, um, we get this question asked a lot, and I always want to answer And This gives us an opportunity to reminisce and also look to the future. We get asked a lot, um, what's harder, running a music store, Empire, Empire. Or, or, or a bluegrass band? Empire, Empire.
1: <laughs> A family we're gonna, bluegrass
0: we're gonna, band We're going to answer that question <laughs> Right after this I
1: can't wait to find out the answer Take me away Cause I can be the way Let somebody want Let it go going her Okay, so anybody new to the podcast and new to the Acoustic Shop family, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Uh, We appreciate you being a part of our our world. But previous to owning a music store that is in Springfield, Springfield, Missouri called the Acoustic Shop, um, we were world-famous musicians in a small family band (laughs) that is unknown to the world. Yes, we were
0: world we famous, but nobody knew us. Uh,
1: the Chappins. We grew up in a family band. Yes. Uh, the three of us, our dad and mom, started originally with us, and then we added a fiddle player. But we we signed Compass Records, toured a lot. We were now, all kidding aside. There, it was a twenty five year, really decent
0: career for a long some period. Award, yeah. some good records, some yeah. number ones. I, I
1: every once in a while I listen back to those albums. and Go, God, did we really do that? But it's more of like, God, we did. did we really get, do we, we did do tour that? literally worldwide. We yes. went to. Numerous uh, European nations. We went to uh, some South American ones on cruises, in Canada well, and Canada. I like those. And all kinds of really cool places we got to see. We played in every single state, every contiguous state. Um, so we didn't do Alaska or Hawaii. Uh, we did. There might have been a officially, of we did time. every. Con- I don't think we ever played in Rhode Island. We did. We did. Ask Dad. Quit it. Ask our father. Anyway, Liar. we played in every state. Did festivals for years. <laughs> uh, there was a period where we were on the road about 260... 206- did we? Two hundred sixty dates per year. I'm um, gonna <laughs> we'll start another fight. Not dates. We are on the road two hundred sixty days a year. So yeah, yeah, a long, long history of playing music. Yeah. And and uh, the thing about having a bluegrass band
0: is you. It is running your own business because there isn't this. Uh, uh, team. A, yeah, we don't have an entourage of managers and agents and uh, marketing people. We pretty much did everything ourselves. We had one or two agents at short intervals that never truly worked out. So we. Pretty much ran the business as we do run this business ourselves. So there are some some similarities, but there's also some complete differences. Um, yeah. The biggest difference I come to when people ask me that question is uh, we didn't really run it as a business when we were a band. It was a very it was a very weekend warrior, except calls. Um, you know when we were dad was booking us for the most part so I mean he did make calls through the week but we I think I'd take that I'd take a little bit of exception to that I think it was a you business. would because you didn't do anything oh, no no I, I think it was a business it was just a like more like uh, a fledgling business that this. it was there it wasn't quite as structured as what we have yeah. now that's what i right. in the mic no, I didn't. I heard a burp. Oh. <laughs> I think I cleared my throat. Thank <laughs> no, you. no, I could have muted that let's out. Let's take but, this, right. you know, uh, a step back. And I don't, like I said, I'm not arguing with you just to argue with you. Uh, but um... think of uh, also a lot of the acts and bands that we still see to this day and the level of business that they run it at some of those run it at the level that we did, and then there's also the level of business business. I'm going to take a step back, instead uh, little our uh, I'm going to uh, take a step back from I'll, your step back. How many steps are we taking? we going. You, you, you take one do, step I'm forward, need, to get two
1: steps back. I'm going to yeah. need a
0: uh, a pair of binoculars. Opposites to see this Discussion. It's essentially what Jeremy's saying is opposites attract. Um, but anyway, yeah. I agree with you, yes. Um, compared to other bands, it was running as a business. But that's my other point that I was going to make. Sorry, my phone, my watch almost came off. Um, is <laughs> when, uh, Bands aren't run as businesses. And that was another point for that I was going to make yes. for most people, for 90% of the people. And that's what we did the same way until we learned as we grew older that you have to run it as a business. Toward the end, we were starting to run it as a business. And I think that played into this business. There's so but, many businesses right now. There's there. so many business, businesses included. As a business, as a business. But um now you now you ruined everything <laughs> I was saying.
1: I, I got I your point. Yeah. That I think industry wide, musicians in general, it's probably an overgeneralization that artists in general don't make their 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 own general. best management or business decisions. And it's not just artists, athletes. I've read stories about some of these football players that have zero sense of how to run their finances and they've burn through more than they're making. But then you have others that they, they diversify. Even your favorite Kansas City Chief uh, football player, he's buying like 60 Whataburgers in Kansas City, and he's diversifying. And he's—they uh, say—he's got a really good business mind. Yeah. But there's so many that don't think outside of, "Hey, I'm an athlete. I'm paid to catch this football." Can I take
0: a pause here, real quick? Let's take a step for, back for these. Yeah, but a step back for uh, you, uh, first time listeners, or even just a few time listeners to the podcast. There will be very few conversations where Jeremy doesn't go. Even football players, and football players do so either, this. Football players. I'd like football to use the football an analogy <laughs> to illustrate John's point. <laughs> No, no, I'm not really going is to Is that, that not true? It's true. It's, it's true. He does be, like be prepared. There's going to be Team. so many of those. All right. Jeremy's about Unpause. You can go back to it. I just wanted to point that out so they know what's going on. So essentially he's saying you can step forward. Guys, though.
1: if you would just listen to the podcast, you wouldn't need John to lay it out for you. you come to that conclusion on your own. Were you done? I think in general, what your point was is that uh, musicians, they, they want to learn how to play music. They love performing in front of people, but none of them really think or even probably had any business experience prior to that so yeah. it's just kind of like here let's throw this person into this pool and say go make a living and that's why a lot of, aren't very successful it's got to be some sort of I, maybe a physical difference in, in
0: uh, musicians and maybe we're not very good musicians that way right, we're brain, better left being, brain? That's probably we're it, probably better being business people I don't know if it's that I'm just joking about that but I think it's, uh, it's a learned trade because I'm running into that now I'm we, we, we kind of are starting to interact with artists and uh, online contributors And ninety percent of them we deal with are very irresponsible and unorganized. What? I hope they're not watching right now. Uh, I'm not naming names, (laughs) but I'm just saying we we've interacted with other other YouTube celebrities and other artists and trying to collaborate with these people. And man, it's hard to get them on a schedule and commit things and 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 and, you know have things happen on a regular basis with them because they're just so scattered and i don't know and if it's sure that
1: maybe it's there's I'm there sure there's levels no of this of that were like you mentioned earlier that yeah we were at, at a level but when you think of how we operate this business compared to like a goldman sachs or something oh, yeah. oh, we're not right. even there like we're we have no business, 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 business at all business <laughs> like and and i think that's on the road when we were touring we were kind of that intermediate one because there, there are the Thelees and the bailiff and those guys that are much better musicians than just about anyone on the planet and are very good at knowing how to run a business and run it like a business. Um, we well, talked to Kristen Scott about how they do that. They, they diversified and they do the teaching. They do camps. They do books. They do the, the touring. So there's To interrupt levels. you,
0: which I'm going to do right now. Please do. Um, you said Chris Thiele. Those guys are, I think the difference with those guys is they're smart enough to know that they can't. <laughs> be the businessman and are they get and they practice up and they spend all their efforts into becoming incredible musicians and the business sense comes after that with with their help of a of a good manager and a good agent um but that was just my a caveat to what you were talking about. I think there's certain levels of musicians that know that they're going to be good enough and 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 go that direction where they work hard. Like Sierra Hole, I, she may be a great businesswoman. I don't know that, but um, she does have a great team behind her. I know that, and she's an incredible musician. So I'm assuming she spends all of her time practicing.
1: I do, I do find I get your point there, but I think at least the management that we've dealt with, you still have to be pretty involved in telling yeah, them what you want them, them to do. You, you need to. Be on the phone with them, telling me I wanted to go this direction, or I, like I'm sure when he worked on the Prayer Home Companion, it was a hey, let's have this conversation, or uh, I don't. There's just n- numerous examples of that where you have to guide them daily. And Vincent's another great example, very business minded. Rhonda Vincent, these guys have a plan, and even if they have a team around them, they're orchestrating the entire thing. They're not just kind of saying, "Hey guys, go make me famous and, and put the money in my account when you're done." Yeah. So
0: there are those guys that are great businessmen and women. I think it's officially <clears throat> been. Uh, secured in, uh, like I said, it's a generalization. But art, art type of people, their brains work in a different direction. And RC, this is Archie, right right people. Can't <laughs> say fart on, on the radio. <laughs> oh, you can, but That's it, it is very arts. commonly known. Uh, I mean, if you watch any movie, any you know entertainment deal when you start dealing with that musician or that artist they sleep in till three or four in the afternoon they stay up till four o'clock in the morning uh, jackson pollock right no it's now. just me it was That's me um <laughs> anyway no it, it's it's part of the brain chemistry and i know where you know it's it's a weird conversation to have because we all are kind of in that artist i'm definitely built more of that and it's hard to get myself on a work ethics I recognize it. If I didn't have these two on my butt all the time, I probably wouldn't get That's half the amount of one stuff. one word you can't say oh, on shoot. podcasts. Uh, if I, I didn't have them on my rear end, delay, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wouldn't want to. Do, I was one of those people when we were touring, when we were doing uh, this tour, you Know that lifestyle. I was the three, four in the morning person and didn't get up till one in the afternoon. Uh, it was you yeah. know, and I played we, music we were we were acutely aware of the fact that you weren't working We'd show on up at the festival at and
1: two minutes before the state. Uh, yeah. the set would go, All right, guys, where's my guitar? Yeah, I, that was his device. It's not
0: tuned, <laughs> no, it's not quite
1: the true but I get generation. what you're
0: saying there, and I've worked with other artists, and there is this, uh this artist's brain of of you know they don't think about things in that aspect and the ones that do maybe are the ones that are even more successful but I can't say that as a as a as a fact either because there's tons of those kinds of artists that that find a good team around them and get them to that point so, so I worked with a, I got a student who had a, a very successful um, uh, marketing company and he would always talk about it as the creatives. Uh, that he had to hire, and for those creatives, he had to have people to kind of keep them in line. You have to have those creatives, but you have to have the other people,
1: you know, in the right places in order to keep that stuff going. Are you um, saying that me and Jason are uncreative? That's exactly what I'm trying to say. Um, I mean, He's it was pretty. It's pretty line. obvious.
0: Listen to your. Listen to your playing. <laughs> <laughs> wait for it. I- wait for it. <laughs> Yeah, hold, <laughs> hold for laughs. Anyway, I already had them. <laughs> I but going them back to my point, I think, and this goes plays into both those points. I think it's a learned trait for us because, um, I, as much as you say, we ran the business, the band as a business. We uh, played a whole lot of Halo during the week, <laughs> and I don't know if it's because I had no children or uh, yes. responsibilities, but I also yes. didn't. I didn't. I didn't think of the business that much during the week. We made one or two phone calls. We. Edited a couple of videos, put them out on YouTube, and then played Halo until. 5 I think in the we morning.
1: confessed to all of this on our very first podcast. Go check that out, episode one with Alan Bartram, where we talked about when we went to Nashville, we would just goof off, go golfing, just play around. Yet Alan had that mindset of, "Hey, you know, this is kind of what I chose as a career. Let me do something to, to make it happen." He also
0: well, not a creative. Let me put <laughs> let, me, let me put a little structure to this and ask you guys questions uh, on this stuff too. Because I he's doing you're the host. Um, what. At what point did you realize that we have to run this as a business? Um, Which one? The band? band. Well, no, the the music store as a business. I, to be honest with you, and I'm going to be candid with the folks on the radio, when this came about, this was mostly a Jeremy and somewhat John idea, but the business side of it, Jeremy was talking about, and I the beginning of this business, I thought of it as a band situation where it would be supplemental income that we did. Um, I was still working a full-time job at the time and playing music and Jeremy came up with the idea and I thought, well, there's a need for a music store, but I don't ever see it being beyond a, a, you know, 20 hour a week paycheck. And until a certain point where I realized, wait, this is a business and we can kind of rely on this as income for our family. And, You know, I was probably, what, four or five years into it before I came on full-time, but I realized that it could support our families. At what point did you guys realize that this could be a full-time gig? I don't think it. I guarantee you. Uh, you know, again, if we're having confession time here, uh, you know, I think me and Jeremy originally the whole point of this business was when we started it was to supplement the lesson income, which we had uh, become began to rely on. It was. We were still time. touring pretty good at that. Yeah, time we as were well. touring quite a bit, and the lessons during the week we would be out on the road for you know Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, get back home Sunday, and then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday was lesson. Time. And we had a pretty good business uh, going with that. The store started uh – do we want to go into that? The the entire reason why we started the store and how it all came. Can you keep a condensed version? Of I'll notes. give you the cliff notes. All right, here's the deal. Um, me and Jeremy were teaching. Uh, I had close to 40, 45 students. You were pretty close to that, I would say. Thirty. Yeah, and we had that the the business, set, the music store that was in the location where we're at right now, told us on a November first that he was closing on Black Friday, which would have gave us about three and a half weeks uh, to finish out and after that we were both going well i gotta keep teaching i got all these students this is a pretty good income um so we're trying to figure that out none of the other stores wanted to do it so we contacted the place that owned the lady who owned the building and said can we just rent the lesson studio side of it. We did that, got a good price on it. We did it for all of a month before we got a phone call from her that said, Would you be interested in renting the entire building for only about two or three hundred dollars, if I remember right, more than what we were paying for that? You can have the whole thing. And we were just like Well, let's run the numbers because we knew we were paying so much to make that business work. We knew we were going to pay our studio rent of our lessons into the business to pay for the rent of the building. Um, And we were like, well, if we just sell strings, a few extras, this kind of stuff, we should be able to make that all happen. That you know turned into us just dumping our money back into it. Every dollar that we got in went right back into inventory. Uh, we had less than $10,000 complete to make the entire thing happen, and that was a remodel, everything, uh, to do the entire store. So I think we ended up having like $3,000 worth of inventory, which for a music store is pretty dismal. Um, that said, that's how it all grew. So that first initial thought for us, for the music store, at least for me, was – we can grow this into something. Hopefully, we sell some instruments. We, you know, do this business and it would be good secondary income to that. But it depended on the lesson business.
1: So, yeah, now that we've got the Cliff Notes brought it up to speed on starting the business, um, to get to your question, I don't think any of us were really thinking of it in business terms at that point because we were. I remember thinking, boy, if if we do this, I'll have all day long, because we we remember being in the store before us, and there'd be a lot of dead time in the store where not much was going on. I'd be like, I can be getting on the phone and calling festivals and booking too, so I'll be be in the shop during the day, and if it's slow, I'll book some more shows for the band. And wasn't really thinking of the music store as a full business. Um, In fact, we weren't taking paychecks the first three years. We didn't pay ourselves for any time we worked in it. It was just all that money that we would make, we'd buy more inventory. And we would just use the lesson money to uh, basically pay our less money and touring money as our income as a family. Um, but then as it started to grow, I we had some really good uh, customers right off, the back, uh, right off the bat. Eric Polly was one. He recommended we get with Score, which is like your local um, advice. It's a free. Uh, program out there where... Mentorship. Mentorship, where a bunch of successful business owners have retired, and now they offer their uh, advice and expertise on a volunteer basis with new startup businesses. So I went to that, got some really good advice, and read some books, and started to get get the bug of this, you know, if you're going to start a business, get systems in place, start building this thing, and and see where it goes. And it it just started to snowball from there, where we could see, hey, this is actually becoming a thing, and more and more uh, feasible. So, But it was probably year three or four before it really started to make sense where we started to pay ourselves five dollars an hour at first to <laughs> ease into that and um i remember hiring our first employee i think it was liz wasn't it uh no brian i think brian was our first full employee no Liz was first okay. I think, but, yeah but that there's, was a- there's
0: a couple in, in between there that worked here but for, for short those. amounts of time, yeah, yeah but full-time employees. Full-time Talk employee about a learning curves. curve up
1: front. Yeah. I mean, I knew nothing about sales tax and calculating payments to the state. And uh, I remember going out to get the utilities put in our name and <laughs> trying <laughs> to up get up a bond. In name. And it was just <laughs> – uh, none of us understood the the tax implications of having inventory that it now counts as uh, income. And it was it was a big learning curve, but I think it just kind of organically grew into a – full-fledged business where we had to learn actual business techniques. And I I started to get addicted with uh, business books on tape, Audible, yeah. and then also uh, podcasts.
0: So going back to the original question on this, uh, well, to offshoot from that question, with the business and how hard it is to run, did you ever see – I know we have our aspirations as a business and our numbers, and we have projections now and all that stuff – the difference, I think, of whether it's harder or not to run a band or a business is the structure. I think with with an artist and as a band, I never once thought in those terms. I always, you know, You're know, always thinking of trying to get a song to be recognized or to get more plays of this or more bookings. And it, that's your basic goal is just get more income, essentially, and more awareness or fame, however you want to put it. Never really put it as a fame as a term because you're never going to be famous in what we ever did. But... So as a business side of running a band, I would say this comes easier Um, for a point. This comes easier to run, but it's so much more intricate and detailed to run this as a business than a band. But I feel like it almost lends itself to being easier in my book to run as a business. And maybe it's because I have more help than I used to have as a band. But
1: Do you think it's the experience we've gained – in going out and learning actual business <laughs> techniques, if we went back to be a band, I, you could still apply these two. I want to
0: put it, it like my here's my answer to that question before John interrupts me, okay. uh, oh. rudely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> could st- take a step back. No, don't let me forget right. my answer, guys. Please. Um, I think the outside factors that demand success to a band are so much less in your control than a business like this. With a business like this, we have inventory. And we have products that are cool that we can show. There's always that everybody, nobody has to buy our band, but there are people that are looking to buy instruments. They're looking that are buying. You know what we're selling is so much easier to sell than as a band. The market's bigger. the uh, The products are easily sold, and they're you know maybe it's because they're better quality than the music we are selling. I don't know, but I feel like we struggled as a band to sell ourselves so much harder than we do our business now. So I think that was my, I I see what you're saying. I I can make an counter argument for each of those points. I think as with any discussion, you can always do that. Um, Here's what I think is the big difference. And I think this is how our store started. A lot of mom and pop stores start this way, but it's definitely the way people look at uh, bands and being a musician or an artist or anything. It's how can I make a living out of what I do, okay? And playing as a musician, making a living is possible. Making it a business is a whole different thing altogether. Like there's people that set up craft malls and and create a little thing and they make a living out of that. Turning that into a business is a completely different thing. And I think 90% of the bands that we talk about are coming at it in the – In the, you know, our musicians come at it with how do I make a living out of this? They're not really thinking of all the steps to make this go to another level. They just want to figure out how to continue to feed their families, to do the things that they want to do. And I've seen this with, and honestly, it was the mentality I had. I know Jeremy, me and Jeremy had this discussion, I think, just before you came on full time, but I looked at this store as an extra way to make a living. It was never supposed to be in my head. Because I saw the competition. We had guitar centers and sweetwaters and all these big deals out there. And I'd been in the retail end of it. I'd seen how big those companies are. And I'm like, man, we would have to put so much into this to be able to match them. And I, you know, me being the pessimist that I am for that kind of stuff, didn't see that as an option. Later on, we had that conversation. Jeremy's like, I see this as becoming something, and I just, I literally told him, I just don't see it. I just don't see it, which is a common argument we have. I know you're going to say that. Um, but I looked at this as a way to make a living. And I think that's a totally different deal once we looked at it as a business and started treating it like a business and started taking on more of the the important, you know, aspects of inventory control and, you know, utilities and not just spending things because we need to do it. And just, you know, how do we get the next dollar to come in? It was, you know, forecasting and, and coming up with systems. That's when it changed into a business. And that, to me, is the big difference. I think the... The argument of how to make uh, any business a living, I think that's the goal of every business in the end, I think, is – I understand what you're saying, but – There's different levels to a living. Right now, we're trying to make a a good living for our families and our employees' families. That is the main goal here. I don't think nobody's looking for fame here in this business. I think we're having fun. I I, I didn't mean it in that way. Yeah, I get what you're saying. But I think you see the difference that you're talking about between the the startup businesses and our our mentality. And then even beyond that, the larger businesses like Sweetwater is um, the bigger picture, the perspective of it of I think they're all trying the to point provide the best service next. and make the biggest uh, amount of of income for their families and their their employees' families and the you know supply something. Um, I think, that's I, think I can
1: almost pinpoint the moment that John and I had this conversation of. Hey, this could actually be a legitimate business. And originally, I was thinking about multi-location. And if we're doing this well in Springfield, if we go to a bigger market and have different markets, and just focus on acoustics. But it was that first year of going to the NAMM show as a retailer, not as a band, yeah. and seeing the size and scope of the industry. Sitting through some of the the sessions and the seminars they were doing, and thinking, "Whoa, this is a lot bigger than just a you know a, a local music shop." Like this is the industry is enormous, and they they have all the numbers of how much to spend every year in in music industry, uh, purchases and the number of stores out there, the number of manufacturers, you just go to the drum section alone of that place. And just like, I didn't realize the size of this.
0: And that kind of goes back to that point I was talking to you about. There's this whole world of music, uh, of, of music retail that's out there. That's ready to be, you know, consumed, Whereas in music, you're really just kind of on your own island making something that's completely uniquely your own. And I think those
1: are, I think those aren't exclusively different from each other I mean we're, we're using NAMM as an example of like the entire industry coming together you could also pick you know Coachella or something as, as a band showing up there and going wow look at the size of the music industry like there's still we're, we're in a very small niche of what we just talked about there's tons of people that want to go watch these smaller concerts too or go to these festivals so the band still has that same opportunity to reach fans as we do to reach guitar buyers I think it was just we never approached it in that my, wow is the argument, size of this
0: my only argument to that, though, and I want to stick to this point because I truly believe to. that I'm right and you're wrong, <laughs> is um is you don't have every person that's listening to this podcast and every person that's watching TV right now at home building a guitar. But you do have them at home playing guitars. But you
1: do have everybody listening to this podcast also going to concerts and buying CDs and buying well, not CDs, no. but downloads. That might be also a part of the yeah. problem I was thinking, too, is that musicians really got Excuse my, pardon my French. They got screwed a bit by the lack of control of their product, like the movie industry. You cannot just go and download any movie without paying for it. You can't uh, stream every movie possible out there without with commercial interruptions. Or you know, they they really controlled the medium. Where music, they just when when. what was it? Uh, it comes down to the lack of... of uh, the one where you just downloaded all... everybody's Napster. Napster and all that came out. That comes it to kind of the lack it. of
0: value that people put on art, for one. Um, but I still maintain... Are you saying movies are not art? Um, there's still bad, bad control on movies, too. <laughs> I mean, it's not like they're making their full amount. But... Um, Well, I still maintain that the difference is you're talking about CD sales and stuff and nobody ever made money off CD sales or Mm. music sales. Unless you're at a certain level, unless you're at a certain level, I'm talking about indie artists where we all made our money was competing at concerts and festivals the problem with concerts and festivals to make money I disagree with that. but Do you? Yeah, I do. How do you disagree uh, with I that? I think most people were uh, planning on paying their bills and all that stuff off of merch sales and has been that way. We never, for, we never made enough money to maintain our band as, as merch sales. I didn't know this was going to become an argument. I am arguing this. <laughs> I noticed this. This is anyway. like this is an adamant argument. I, I think you're missing a key point here. I think here, you're forgetting in that what, how much you're, we made on CDs. You think the, CDs? Small, the small this was a small industry. Music is always a small industry. I I think you're forgetting there's buildings, BMI building in Nashville has – so many people working in through there we went in our first time to go into the CMA building and discussed with all that is a huge enterprise that those people have opportunities to work through those same channels that we do in the industry for uh, Nam and all those kind of uh, deals that industry is beyond just yeah. the uh, music we're also who play the- not comparing ourselves to guitar center either because we only do stringed instruments so you can't necessarily say that the whole the whole the whole of, of Nam is at our doorstep either so, you want to talk about you're comparing maybe ten or twenty booths at the entire seven hundred booths at Nam that were in our industry, so if you want to compare those I'm two. I'm confused
1: about what I we're talking really, about now. Well, I'm just, just saying, it. this you guys became saying so weird. could you please explain what's going on? No. Uh, <laughs> I not
0: saying that, uh, know. you know, bluegrass that we were working in, I am just keeping my narrow focus in our experiences in bluegrass. It's the same I think difference I what I'm trying to bring back around strength. to
1: is, and I don't really totally know the answer, but if we had approached, and if we go back into playing as a band, and there are some examples of this, the Petersons down in Branson are a good example of, of kind of taking a little bit more control of their image. You were talking about how, we have so much a better ability now to sell instruments because we can. Everybody wants an instrument, but you go to YouTube. Some bands are super successful of selling themselves by doing high quality production level, uh, filming and and releasing stuff and and marketing on a much higher level. And even in the bluegrass industry, there's a few that are doing really well with that. Versus you know what we were doing before, where it's just kind of like, well, uh, let's. Throw some flyers out and see if people want to come come to the next concert. Hope people
0: will connect with that and maybe we'll become a a next sensation. I mean, I agree with you. It's all luck. I think it's luck what we're doing right now. Yes, we put a lot of hard work into this business and we made the chances for success uh, bigger by doing so. But in the end, it always comes down to the, the right things hitting at the right time with the right connections. You know, I mean, that's... All of it. Our, our connections with our vendors were the right time at the right place uh, to make that happen. Our not connecting with the vendors has been the wrong time at the at the wrong place or right, wrong, whatever it happens to be. Um, what? Yeah, I blocked out for <laughs> a second there. Um, <laughs> so, I, all right. Well, to get back Have to we that, answered the think, question which is harder to yeah, run, which as is a business?
1: Well, I we're not going to answer that yet. Because we were so on un- time on
0: our podcast. We're today. so Don't be trying to end
1: it yet. <laughs> I'm not. But
0: uh, I, I still I I think day-to-day running this business is harder. It's harder work. I put more hours in this than I've ever put in anything in my life. But I think I still think that that hard work Tra- uh, converts to success easier easier than hard work in music converts to success.
1: I, I truly maintain that. There probably is a little bit more of a luck factor and a getting know, discovered yeah. at the right time by the right person in music than there would be here. I know way
0: too many g- great musicians that spend their entire... Time awake practicing and getting better, and just could blow the doors off of off of ninety percent of the successful musicians in the, in any genre. But I do you like... ever take it on as a business? So-
1: I remember, and I'm gonna. That's my argument. One of the things that started to turn our business around, at least in my viewpoint too, was a book recommended at the score was the uh, "E Myth Revisited." And basically, the premise of that is everybody that wants to start a business just goes in. They've got this idea for a business, and they run the entire business. They're the and it it uses a pie a bakery. You know, we're, we're cleaning the kitchen in the morning. We're making the pies. We're advertising the pies. We're we're selling the pies. We're cleaning up the next night, and then starting all over the next day. And that just turns into now we're just doing a job. And that's what a lot of bands do is just like, all right, we're booking the show, we're going to play the show, we learned the song, we're going to play a new song, and then we're doing all this, and you're working in the business as an employee so much that you don't have time to grow it. Towards the end of our career, we started to get a little bit better at systematizing us as a band. So we, we would give an assignment of when we arrive at the festival, I, I'm the merch person. I go set up the tent. I set up all the CDs. I get all the stuff ready. Uh, you guys go get the sound system set up. Dad meets with the, the promoter. We would all have kind of roles and responsibilities, and we started to do much better once we started to develop it in those terms. Yeah. And we we brought, started to bring a sound man, and then he has that role. And it just kind of it started to show kind of the same growth as a business as we we have now on a much more detailed level. I think if you went back into it with a lot of that sort of knowledge, forethought, um, expectation, we could do, it's probably still more difficult to make it, but we could still run it as a business much better than we did before. I agree
0: with that. I think, case in point, we did this again. One of our early podcasts that we did uh, talking about Rhonda Vincent and the work ethic and the business that she runs. Um, there is no, you know, to me, no better example of a person. I'm, I'm definitely not saying a very, very talented person. A, it's been the band doing this is one of the best out there. But this you got to realize she's been beating down doors for a long time, and it took until she's really just business, business, business. And I think a lot of that lesson was taught to her. Her in in her run in the country music industry where it was like, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this. And all of a sudden it opens her eyes to the fact that there's a whole lot more and we've all seen it. That lady works her business all the time, whether it's with the fans, whether it's with uh, the people who are, you know, recording, distributing, uh, you know, getting product, promoters, whatever it is, it's a business end to her. And then she hires the right people uh, to hopefully get that done. It is a business. You guys all know that. And when she takes it on as a business, that's part of what makes her the queen of bluegrass. You took it. Take your top naming acts, uh, traveling McCurries. Uh, Ron McCurry is kicking butt as a businessman with the traveling McCurries. He's running it as a business. He knows that uh, when they're doing. Well, those have a great manager too? They, well, yeah, they're, and, they're good. At but that's business. a business. That's no. what I'm saying. That's a business. He, they you get hired the, the right people person. in the right. I mean, that's the truth with us. This store, we were—you said the e revi revisited. Me, you, and Jason were working this store all the time, and it wasn't until we had people to take us out of those roles where we could move. That into gives the us the opportunity to sit here and, and argue with each other about whether or not we're <laughs> going to be successful. That or we're well. right. <laughs> Who's right? Who's right? Jeremy, quick, give me a situation where somebody needs an instrument fast.
1: Um, There is a band that's performing. You want to get backstage. You don't know how to get backstage, but you're a huge fan. So you grab a guitar, you walk backstage and say, hey, i got to get this to the lead singer. He needs it now.
0: All right, John, give me a situation quickly where they can get that guitar. Well, here's the deal. You guys can go to theacousticshop.com and get on there. You can search for guitars. You can check by brand. You can check by style. All those different things. Order it. It will be shipped that day, if not the very next day. Now, give me a situation where they need a banjo. Uh, There's no need for banjo. Everybody knows nobody needs a banjo. But if you did need a banjo, you go to theacousticshop.com. Like John said, check us out, and uh, thanks for supporting the podcast. I can't think of a reason. Nobody has a reason Sorry, for a banjo. Dad. Um, another question occurred to me that, and it's uh, just now, it goes back way. to. Well, I, was mm, thinking I don't about really put you, anything in it. I, I was kind of, kind of half, <laughs> now and then, halfway listening to what you guys are saying, but not necessarily listening, but just thinking. <laughs> it's about, in the way. It its own moisture level. <laughs> no. Uh oh, not mustache
1: related.
0: <laughs> no, it's not mustache mustache related. You talk about um, you know, whether or not. And and this is an interesting question that I want to ask again later. When people think their own questions
1: are interesting, this is very very thoughtful and interesting. (laughs) I love listening. I'm going to keep your thought; don't lose it because you're going to lose it. I love listening to radio shows and or TV like newscasts and and the guests ask the question, and then they go, "I'm forgetting." Great question. It's like, what are you in kindergarten? You got to be encouraged. You asked a good question, Jimmy. Go ahead. Do you
0: see the H behind my right arm? Um. I knew you lost it, didn't ah. you? Uh, no. Uh, it's, it's about timing. So you talked about <laughs> what we've learned as a business, but also I think it might be about timing our success because these things that we're, we're able to do now that we're good at, uh, marketing, obviously, things like this, we're we're good at putting ourselves on channels like YouTube and stuff nowadays. Which brings up another good Which company. brings timing of it all. Um, if we were to start the business from and the band from scratch on two different universes at the same time frames,
1: Ooh, do you think that
0: would make yeah multiverse? We're going into this multiverse situation here. Um, Thor, <laughs> bad. Do we have a bad Jason? Thor is our good manager good Jason. and good Jason Spider Man is Dark. our uh, sound man. <laughs> but uh, do you think that the the difference in success in the band would be? that much of a difference so if we say we're starting the chapman's in 2010 ish as we started this business and the the start of the you know youtube revolution and all that stuff the opening up of all this the ability to make high quality content on the cheap do you think that would make that big of a difference in our business in music as it
1: has in retail I think it could have I think part of that is We were maybe before Some of this Some of the median That we're we're almost And not to discount the fact That
0: what we did as a band At the time Didn't launch us into What we're doing now That's what I was going to say With with that
1: second point But uh, to answer your first question Good question by the way um, (laughs) I think you know we seem to be geared towards this sort of thing where we just like doing this. That's we were my, doing it and that's what Alan talked about me. early on is we were doing a lot of this video footage before, but it just it, the the people weren't quite they weren't there, there as much. You yeah. know, Facebook was brand new so people now were, we have 80-year-olds 80 80
0: on TikTok whereas right? yeah. back in those days we had they wouldn't they even know how to use a
1: phone. They didn't know what they, they thought Facebook was a phone book. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I think what we do well Definitely was more set for this time, and if we had started the band at that time, it probably would have snowballed a little bit better. The second point, which you were kind of alluding to a little bit, too, is I wouldn't say that the success we have in the store and with the media isn't related to all those years touring and playing and performing. Like, we kind of have that performance— In multiple ways, lessons learned and— the, the, the audience, we just start, yeah. We, we learned along the way that people want to be entertained, they want to get to know you on a personal level. If they just wanted to hear us play music, they would just buy the CD or, or do the download. They wouldn't come out to a concert to experience you as people, you know. When you go to see somebody, you want to feel like you know them and, and the banter in between songs. And we realized that real quickly. And that's basically what we just moved over into a totally different industry into the retail, which I think gives us a bit of advantage because most retailers don't look at it that way. They're like, why? Why would I get on YouTube? I got, I've I'm got, I've got myself. people coming to my door wanting to know about which strings to use on their guitar. I don't, I don't have time for that. Yeah, I don't have time for that. And, and they could look online if they want to find that somewhere else. It's not about that. People want to feel like they know you, and and I have just a personal feel like relationship. You want
0: to have that. Uh, I, I
1: I want to post which I think was band related. What yeah. gave us that? I want to post two questions.
0: Do you think part Good of this, yes, uh, just maturity? Uh, and and the fact that we just don't care anymore. Definitely not. Definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> maturity. I mean, well, I mean, just being bills. older. I, so we talk about this. We got there's all a difference the difference experience the younger, and maturity. Well, there's that, but it's also I don't know. This is we got the young guys that are over there in the sales department, and when the camera turns on, they don't feel as comfortable with it. And part of that is just the fact that we've just done it so long. And, and I'm also at the age now that I just don't. When you guys say mean things about me, I don't care. I have no, does, I have no embarrassment. Mustache. You think I care what you think? Yeah, exactly. I have no embarrassment <laughs> switch anymore. Guys, I poop my pants on stage. I'm not scared of anything. <laughs> All these years, any, anything that could have happened in the public eye has happened. <laughs> there you go, but so there's a little bit of that maturity going on, right? That, that yeah,
1: maturity just, says, "After that,"
0: but also let's let's talk about this as hey, we're just spouting a reason here. for what. You know what's going on here. Every entrepreneur that I've learned to, to meet in the last ten years that we've started doing this—learn to meet that, them. Well, you know what I mean. That I've started to be around more because I was mostly around musicians. They're not entrepreneurs. You know, most of them they don't think of it that way. You talk to those guys who who have this business mind. They're looking for the next best. Business and the idea always is here is what I did the last time and here is what I am going to do next time that's going to be so much better. This is where I learned from that. This is you know, and they have that kind of mindset. I I, I've
1: already got a few business ideas set, <laughs> <laughs> and you already got ideas of how you are going to beat up uh, beat it on the next one. Yeah, I, I mean cutting some dead weight, if you know what I mean. <laughs> no, I get you I mean it. There, it it's a combination of all those things. I think is what it's going to come down to. I think if we jumped into running a music store with without our years of playing and touring, we would just, we would have closed year one or year two. Cause we just, we had no reason to be in it except that we love music and playing music. And, we took some of those lessons we had learned as a touring band and put those into practice on a retail level, which was kind of new to our industry. There, are Andertons, I think, kind of stumbled across that on their own side of the pond and has much bigger success than we do. But a lot of music uh, retail stores have no reason; they uh, they don't get the connection of performance and selling a product. So the only reason we came across that, I think, was from our years of touring. Absolutely. And then all those lessons we learned about, you know, being paying better attention to expenses and, and road, uh, living on the road and trying to make a living in that helped us be a little bit more organized in starting this business too. So
0: like I said, uh, there's so many people that have great ideas, and this is the same with music and starting their own business. If you think of all, I've had friends that have done this, uh, that started a new restaurant. They had this great recipe, they did this whole deal. We're going to make a billion dollars. This is going to be great. They learn how to do it, but it doesn't grow any. Or it just doesn't even take off. It's that idea. is like, I've got this idea. It's going to happen. I'm going to throw this money at it, and things are just going to go. Think of most of our musician friends, most of the musicians that we've known through our entire lives. It's the same thing. I've learned how to do this. I'm going to throw everything at it, and this is going to turn out great. And I, this is where I still come back to this. I think the biggest difference is doing it for a living versus trying to make a business. Just to, Whatever gets me a paycheck to get me to that next stage, I think is how all of us start out that deal. I watched it with the you know, the cookie business, that, you know, anecdote of the guy who makes his cookies and got this great recipe and then puts them out there and it doesn't go anywhere. It's it's just. Speaking of Duncan Hines. Yeah, I'm speaking of Duncan Hines. Mr. Duncan. (laughs) Those little elves. But you know what I'm talking about, right? And we've seen it with our musicians, too. I've run across so many musicians, and they're just like, man, I'm going to put it out, and I'm going to put out my EP, and it's going to be great. Maybe that's the difference you were talking about. And it's all going to just blow up for Working in your business versus working for your business. I mean, the problem with an artist is you're making the thing that you have to sell still. Yep. You know, so you can't be. Everything all at once, um, so that's a great point. Um, Thank you. I'm glad we I got you to stop one of those. going off on it.
1: But I have another Before question. Jason goes and says something else. <laughs> One thing John said about throwing money at it as a starting business, I think that's another good point that if we hadn't struggled so much as a band where you have to do every single thing in the business, we probably would have done like a lot of business owners and went and got like a three hundred thousand dollar business loan, bought all fancy furniture and i've known some we personally know some people in town that have done this mm-hmm. and they spend a fortune on the most expensive furniture and they they want a lounge where people can sit down and look at and and be comfortable and then they buy the fixtures and if you go, if you ever look to start and a business they talk the if you want to go buy Slat wall and slat wall hooks And you buy them all From like the source You're paying so much money Every slat wall hook's Is an $8 hook And we bootstrapped everything Like we built All our own fixtures <laughs> We went and found Other stores that were Closing and bought bottle their, yep. their slat wall And their slat wall hooks We started out with My uh, my wife's uncle's business Who had gone
0: out And they just had A storage shed Full of stuff And the stuff had been Sitting around for Five or six years That nobody was using but The other side of that, Like I was going to say Is colors um, and- letting the uh, supply and the the dealership or the manufacturers dictate what you order. I mean, we were very diligent about. We will. We do not want thirty of that product. We just want two. Yeah. So there. Yeah. There, there is some smartness coming there. One thing I was going to ask, and is this? I know this has made a difference in my mentality of whether or not I'm how much effort I put into this business versus when I was a musician. Is outside forces like responsibility, um, families. How much of a difference would that make? I mean, I fantasize about not having children every day. <laughs> <But> <laughs> at, if, we were music, if we were still relying on I love music. You kids. Yeah, I love, I love them you. Obviously. All, I, did. I even love his all kids. 60 of them. Them. I love his kids more than he does. <laughs> Probably. You don't see them every day. <laughs> um. If we were still musicians and relying on that as our full-time income, (laughs) would we be more successful because we're taking it more serious? Because I do know back in the day, I wasn't that serious. Uh, I wasn't that... uh, Live motivated? or die. I'm no. uh, motivated on that on that income. I think just want that was money. just more income to buy video I think games. All you're was I was saying was is that cream. you could have were just harder. trying to make a living, not to try to make a business. That's what I'm <laughs> just saying. Was the was the moti- is it the same with you guys? Did you feel a different kind of pressure here's, and here's motivation? My, my wife had a decent job. That's what and I was living say. off of here's her. The problem
1: <laughs> I think a lot of what you're saying as far as motivated inspiration is also about the people you surround yourself with and. In the industry, and I hate to, I, I'm, I don't want to get any flames and arrows here. Yeah, you're but gonna get them. There's a lot of the it's okay i've got a wife with a good job she makes a living There's so a i think we would have fell into that trap of saying well she's got to take care of the the expenses or and believe in, in my, my dream. case i would have
0: found a wife with a good job <laughs> yeah.
1: sorry but i think that would have been the case is it we would have fell into that same mentality that 90% yeah. of the touring musicians have that my wife's keeping down the fort and she's believing in my dream where i can just go out there and make eek a living and not enough to pay for all the expenses it it is become it has become kind of a badge of honor in the at least the bluegrass industry to say yeah my wife supports my
0: secondary habit secondary genre of music i yeah. hear it all the time independent and uh, in, in, independent music in general yeah i'm an artist and i'm I, I i know that i'll never make i mean think about art it's always how do you uh, how do you you know if you, How do you make a yeah. million dollars in as an artist? And fill the blank. Start with two. Yeah, uh, I get. It. I get what you're saying. So you yeah, do such there's a good that job thought.
1: delivering punchlines. Uh, <laughs> you know, the man across um, the street. Um, <laughs> what's what's the, the deal with these bluegrass musicians?
0: <laughs> uh, I think it's my kid. He's he's yeah. uh, he's uh, we're interrupting. Broadcasting here.
1: Golly, speaking of kids, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I hope that gets interesting. <laughs> yeah. um, so. I guess it's about time we put a, a fine-tooth Pim. bow, as I've said in the previous episodes, on this. Uh, and, and and I want to look at it a different angle. Um, Why not? We've, we've been talking about external,
1: podcast. Let's start we've, we've
0: talked about external uh, forces this on the business. the
1: golden business, era of
0: guitar building? <laughs> whether or not success is external or not. But I want to make it a little more focused on, is it harder to be a musician in a bluegrass band, or is it harder to be an owner of a music store? Day to day, which one did you find to be more difficult? Starting with John.
1: It depends on the level. I'm going to cut in because yeah, he looks so it goes confused. Into that same, if we were doing yeah. what we were doing before, that was easier because I yeah. wasn't trying hard enough. I, I had but, so much but free time. To argue that point, though,
0: time away from home, 200 days a week in a van with you idiots. Oh, I would never go back and do it again. <laughs> But if that's what your entire week you was sweating, sweating your, your butt off on stage and struggling against a sound system that's not properly set up and, and begging an audience to respond please like me please every like night me. and
1: I, what was harder you're right that is a factor that we kind of forget is that you know besides the free time during the week that we could have been practicing and furthering ourselves but chose not to um, there was also the stress of going to a festival and it, it got pretty cutthroat in a lot of these festivals where every band was out to get each other and they were they were not being very supportive uh, the way I think they've gotten better at doing maybe or maybe we're from the outside now yeah, I think but it's different. at that time it's a very cutthroat like we got the three standing ovations we're going to be the ones back next year and we're out doing every band's trying to outdo each other and the fans are now we are like, we're the kings. If we don't like you, we're going to fold our lawn chairs on you and make a big scene about how much we dislike you. It That was kind of a... a- a real that's kick to the psyche
0: that added a lot to the stress of it, and, and then and let alone you know the fact that we were barely making a living, and you know could hardly afford candy bars and soda and video games. Those yeah, video I games found the expensive. diet was not so good on the road. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I they both honestly stress wise, and I've had other jobs that were hard physical labor works. I would say. This is my favorite job and I think it honestly comes the easiest to me. Although, like I've stated before, including that other job, I've probably put more hours into this business than I've done anything in my life. I would say this is the easiest I feel like we've. we've we and I'm having fun with it too. I think a that makes of success. part of it too,
1: is we're still enjoying it. I found that I didn't realize that I enjoy creating systems and coming up with procedures and processes. And every time something goes wrong, it's like, well, how can we fix this one so it doesn't happen again? And figuring those things out is actually pretty fun and addictive.
0: I think the advantage we have here is we lucked into, and I, I know I may get pushback from you guys, but we lucked into a business that was closer to the passion that we already had. And I think that's what makes this successful for us. We're able to get into a business that runs well. Because if we'd have dumped out of playing music and just took an office job selling paper or something that was just totally – Have you ever watched not, The Office? I have watched that The Office. That's fun. why you can tell that that's yeah, where I've been watching that with my kids. Um, if we'd have dumped into that, it would not be the same thing. We want to take on this and make it as big as we can – And it also feeds the original passion, which was play music. We still get to get out there and make some music, not to the level that we used to. More importantly,
1: probably, we get to introduce new people to playing music. To
0: music, that's exactly. We get to see the joy that we love about music. We get to get people tied into that. We get to work with the artists that we loved and that we still love and we listen to. We now get to bring them into this deal. We deal with all of the aspects that were great about the industry that we were in before. And we also get this idea of this business that is becoming something. And, and again, it's a long ways from where I think it can go. And where I hope it water. to go. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> um, but, uh, you know, we can see that and we can see those goals. And yet we can come in here and go, you know, man, this is fun. There's days where we all come in here and feel like I really need to probably be in bed today. But- I know that there's something at the end of this rainbow that's going to be pretty cool.
1: And I, I would be a little remiss if I didn't say that doesn't come with a lot of extra stress. We were talking about oh, yeah. some of the stress here, but now we also have 11 employees, roughly, that we're, are relying on us not to mess this up. But before <laughs> it was just kind of like, ah, it's just a couple heads. That's right. Yeah. Um, and we, we, always, get a, a we, said, we always get a day job. We always say, we always get a day job. Uh, now we've got other people <laughs> that this is their day job as far and we as not the, mess that up
0: as far as the day-to-day stress of this job I really want to reevaluate that in about five or six years when I have my twins or at least you know well, seven eight years old and they're in school and I can actually get Wait a full night's sleep because right now honestly I don't know if my lack of sleep is and stress levels are from the business or the five kids that I currently yes uh, own. Yes, I'm here I'm to tell you. Saddled the with. answer is yes. I I have a I have a teenager. I'm here to tell you yes. That is exactly. Well, you have five kids is. now too. Uh, like yes. an idiot, you brought in to <laughs> Once you were almost done, I know. Toddlers I'm, and and it keeps it keeps coming back. So to I don't get me. it, Jeremy. You're the closest to being less stressed with your kids, I think.
1: But I get the bankers calling me about hey, I want to see your current financial statements, and oh. so that's a different.
0: Different stress. Mine's just well, YouTube numbers are low, I guess, this week. And my editors are causing trouble.
1: They're striking oh, until they get new man. Twinkies. Yeah,
0: until we get this AI thing under control. I
1: think yeah. I, I think a camera just got shut off somewhere. Yeah. Why your voice sound so now? weird on this podcast? Uh,
0: <laughs> now I, so high-pitched. Honestly, I'll go back to my statement. I think this was the easier job, and I'm glad we've come to it. Uh, this is the most fun I've had. Even dealing with you guys day to day, I think this is a great job. I'm less stressed. I'm less. Uh, I would difference between stress and despair. Um, there are times as a musician, I had a lot of despair and and l- lack of hope. As a real worker on a real labor job, I worked six years. Uh, mowing lawns and doing landscaping and the amount of despair that you feel every day when you go back to the same place week after week and mow the same piece of grass and week after week
1: yard.
0: and and think this I'm grass is just oh, uh, this this grass is just going to grow back again. Why am I cutting it? That I don't feel that it's anymore. Futile. I feel like I've, I've got new things to do and futures to go to. And I, gotcha. I like this business.
1: Well, it sounds like it's time to reneg- renegotiate. Your also, can, yeah, can I have a <laughs> really raise? No, I'm going the other direction. <laughs> the other hey,
0: man, I got you guys hey, 20,000 subs. Mulans?
1: Yeah, we'll yeah. see. Mm-hmm. Anyway, guys, yeah, I've enjoyed running this business. I will miss it. Um, <laughs> definitive yes or no. Is it easier or not? I think it's easier because we're, for me anyway, because I'm just enjoying so much what we're doing, what we're building, and it's, it's a different feel than it is just, well, going out there and, and
0: we're having success also so we're having
1: success easier. but i think music we kind of backed into it too we did this one too but we started out as kids and it's just kind of hey we're doing more and more and more and more we didn't really put a lot of thought into doing it we just continued doing we just what we started it. with yeah. and now this is like we're in control of this thing we're, we're running this ship and i think there's a little bit more excitement you can't fun say that probably. word on the podcast you say, said ship ship oh ship okay, <laughs>
0: okay. thank you i'm sorry <laughs> John, uh, I'll be, I know I'll be the contrarian here. I will say my job was easier when we were playing as music. I'll agree okay. with that.
1: <laughs> I just don't get, cause what is he doing now?
0: Um, ah. I find that the job is a lot harder. I do actually find it to be more enjoyable. I do like the fact that it feels like every time I come into work, yes, there's a lot of stress. There's a lot of things that I'm trying to figure out and juggle and try to make happen and make people happy. But the fact is um, that when they come together and I have something that I can show for it, it's more enjoyable in the end. Uh, I I fully admit, and I said it before, when I was playing music full-time, I did it just to get the next paycheck. Uh, It was not a business thought. And for me, that's what makes us different. Now I have something that I can be proud of. I can show, you know, this is something that my kids now, all of a sudden they are old enough to start going – dude, dad, this is like a business. Um, and that is pretty cool. That is an awesome thing to be able to, to share with somebody, you know? So I've already stated
1: yeah, that man, I, think I think it's th- easier. One thing that I, I hate to go back to the other one, but that's not discount playing music either. Cause we, Oh. Talk about Coolness Factor, going to festivals and having top no, billing. I love touring. Being on a billboard, going to a theater, and it's just like featuring the You tab- know what's sick about
0: out. me is I almost like the harder aspects of touring. Like, my dream would be to... Have a a date every night for three months, and we tear. My thrill was not even playing. When we were playing music on stage, it was fun, and I like playing music. But that would be no different than me playing at home. My thrill was being able to set up a really good sound system on a good stage, and have our high quality do multimedia thing. I'm more into the production of a concert than I am the actual concert. If I go see people, pretty obvious with your playing. If I go to (laughs) concerts, I like look at that setup. That's so much fun. That's so (laughs) so cool. You should
1: have been just like a, a roadie. I probably
0: could have been a good sound man. I probably would have been just as uh, happy lighting. running running sound for a, a good, Wearing his, if I had good equipment. He would have been running around in his basketball shorts or his I want one of those little f- radios, f- pants. Where they put the little radio, got one got one radio so on your shoulder. I want a radio on the shoulder. Hi, guys. I appreciate <laughs> you being a part of my podcast. Again. No, I want Thanks one more question. No, one more question. Good question, Jason. Um, <laughs> who misses Bill? I now, so that's that's one factor. Yeah, exactly. And how do we get Bill into the business? We Bill see him four here. days a week. I in see here. him. I don't because I'm over in this office. He's over do next if door. We got him involved in this business. Who's gonna watch the
1: kids? I like <laughs> Bill. I like when he when he's next door and none of us are visiting He just walks over here and sits down in my office and goes, "Hey, how's it going?" Yeah, on? he'll make his rounds through the office <laughs> once a week, and he walks
0: through my office while saying, "How's it going?" Uh, the kids, and he's, as he's making his way out the door. <laughs> I, guess, I think we need to make Bill part of this. I uh, would love, we need a, we need make a segment on YouTube. But we should have him as a guest. Oh, he he sh- should be good. here. He's going to be a future guest Papa of Bill. Also, for those of you who don't know the Chapman's history, Bill, our dad, is currently teaching at the shop, but he was the banjo player in the yep. Chapman's for the entirety of it.
1: And a uh, history buff that would educate us on every yes. site we ever performed at. And,
0: and the star of What's Bill Wearing? That was something that was popular. <laughs> we should start that <laughs> back up. We did fun stuff back then. Anyway. Well... We have an answer to our question. It's a two yeses and a no. Jason, that was a good question. Two yeses and a maybe. I didn't like it. Yeah. Well, stay tuned as it's we. Not uh, like we argued for a The Acoustic now. Shop knows things. Uh, <laughs> next week, it'll be uh, a person, people. It'll be a people.
1: Okay.
0: Right, stay tuned <laughs> for the next. The acoustic Shop knows. Uh people
1: hey again before we get out of here guys um, <laughs> you got one more question I, I gotta say something if you haven't been paying attention to the the logo and the artwork on the podcast look at our mouths I it, I didn't know this until you didn't know that at oh, first Mark told me that so every one of our mouths is the instrument we play like I have a mandolin mouth and Jason has a bass mouth and John has a guitar I mouth I had no idea see look at that? it guys look at the artwork it was you a great guys, job there, Mark Mark Montgomery I don't did that pay attention to each things. of our mouths is isn't, our instrument isn't, isn't that neat isn't that neat isn't that neat hidden uh, Easter egg there uh, we'll see you guys in two weeks. All right, bye, bye, bye. The Acoustic Shop knows people. Handmade by
0: Trent Pruitt, Hinkley, Hinkleston, and Jason Chapman for the Acoustic Shop. Theme
1: song written and performed by Ofer Koren. And please remember to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.